0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's time to ask the question, who's the Bosk? This is the
1: podcast you're looking for. Who is this Bosk character? I fear him. Who is the Bosk? Hello and welcome to Who's the Bosk? It's a Star Wars podcast from LaughingPlace.com. My name is Mike Celestino. I am your host. I am the lead Southern California reporter and editorial director for Star Wars content at Laughing Place. And this is episode 99 of Who's the Boss? Just one away from 100. And for this episode, I have invited a representative from the website that I use the most by far, by far in my uh, job, in my uh, current job as a Star Wars journalist. Uh, for research and for for fact checking and other stuff like that. Uh, and this representative goes by the name Supreme Emperor aka SE aka Prem. So Prem, I want to thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy week to come and chat with me about uh, the name of the website that I haven't even mentioned yet is Wookiepedia.
0: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit real quick about we're, we're going to talk about Wikipedia at length in a little while. But tell me real quick at the beginning here what your role is at Wikipedia and um, a little bit about uh, why you guys uh, use anonymity anonymity in your names as far as like not going by your real names on the website.
0: Uh, so as you as you noted, I'm um, S E a uh, Supreme Emperor. I'm one of our site administrators Mm -hmm. Um, the reason we do that, it's because, uh, the vast majority of people that contribute to Wikipedia have an account on what's now called fandom, um, to have, make an account on fandom, you need to use a username password, you know, all the usual things. I don't even remember where this name came from, but when I made this account back in like 2008, I just thought, Hey, that's a cool name. And then that just stuck. And then from there over, over years of working with the same people, you know, you develop those quirky little nicknames. Sure. And then just kind of one thing leads to another. Okay, great. So you can, um, now
1: if somebody wanted to find you in particular as an administrator or a
0: moderator or whatever on Wikipedia, where would they go? So the easiest way to do that is if you're on desktop, um, you can just go up to the very top bar where you have explore trending Star Wars navigation and community. If you go to community about Wikipedia, there'll be a... A tab that'll say administration. If you click on that, that'll bring you up to a list of uh, all the administrators on site along with a little blurb about who we are, what we do, where we came from. Um, and from there you can see um, you can see other people in the community as well. Okay, fantastic.
1: So, uh, if you want to find Preem on Wikipedia, that's where you go. It's uh, StarWars.Fandom.com or Fandom. Oh yeah, StarWars.Fandom.com. All of correct. those instructions, and uh, yeah, like I say, I recommend Wikipedia for for anything, any questions you have about Star Wars, just in general or very specific stuff as well. And we're going to talk about that a bunch in a, a little bit here. But first, we do something on who's the boss called the five star wars questions and this is where we get a uh, a better idea of our guests uh general star wars fandom you ready for this let's do it all right the first of the five star wars
0: questions is what is your earliest star wars memory <sighs> that one's a tricky one to say because growing up you know i knew all i knew about the um, original trilogy and all that i knew that uh Darth Vader was Luke's father, you know, all those, right. All those, you know, important key plot points. But as for earliest memory, probably would have been around elementary school times. Shortly before I really became invested in star Wars, a conversation I was having with a friend of mine about the sun crusher. And he was telling me about Wikipedia. He was telling me about this really cool ship that can blow up a sun. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember hearing about that in the movies. (laughs) And then, you know, one day you look at Wikipedia. Oh, hey, this is actually a thing. And then you get into the books from there. And uh, that's a rabbit hole you don't come out of.
1: Awesome. So, uh, Wikipedia was actually a key factor in your uh, formation as a Star Wars fan. So, that's that's pretty cool. And now you're an administrator there. So,
0: that's a, a neat path that you took. It really um, was. And a lot of um, – and once I started uh, – once I picked up a copy of Heir to the Empire – After that, I just had to buy every book I could find. Didn't matter if it was the third book in a five part trilogy, I'll just use Wikipedia to fill in the gaps. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) definitely uh, how how I do it as well. Okay, number two in the five Star Wars questions What is your favorite Star Wars movie or TV show and
0: why? Have to go with Revenge of the Sith. Okay. because that was the first one I saw in theaters, I saw it with my grandma, and that was just kind of one of those very prominent childhood memories, just sitting there watching the Star Wars logo come up on the big screen and the floating text through space. Now you're saying you saw Revenge of the Sith in your childhood, which leads me to
1: believe that you're <laughs> quite a bit younger than I am, because I was 25 when Revenge of the Sith came out. so potentially
0: um... a few years younger. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm always glad to know that there are people in younger generations who are still getting into Star Wars. So um, uh, you you obviously got in around the prequel era, and I was more of an original trilogy fan. But I'm guessing being so involved in the Star Wars community, even though Revenge of the Sith is your favorite, you probably have a general appreciation for the entire franchise. Would would that be correct?
0: That would be. And I, I would honestly say that in my opinion, there is no such thing as bad Star Wars. Okay,
1: it's all Star Wars. Fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, number three of the five Star Wars questions: Who is your current favorite Star Wars character, and why?
0: I have to go with Thrawn. Oh, not not because of any of the new material, not because of his rebels appearance, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not because of uh, Zahn's newest books, which are also fantastic. No, no, I got to go with Thrawn because, like I said, Heir to the Empire* was the first real Star Wars book I read, and it was a character that just had a very profound impact on me the way that he looked at things analytically and logically and taking that kind of emotion out of it and just looking at the facts as they are
1: absolutely I'm a big Thrawn fan myself how excited are you to see that character in live action for the first time when we get the uh, Star Wars Ahsoka show coming up on Disney Plus
0: I cannot wait
1: (laughs) yeah it's pretty pretty exciting right uh pretty big leap forward for this uh, this villain slash anti-hero, I guess, that we've <laughs> known for 30 plus years now. So yeah. uh, super, super psyched for that myself as well. Number four, uh, if you happen to live in the fictional Star Wars universe, where would you fit in? What faction would you belong to? So some examples would be the Jedi Order, the Sith, the Rebel Alliance, the Empire, the Bounty Hunters, the scum and villainy hanging out in the cantina or anything else that you can come up with.
0: I think we would all like to say Empire just because who wouldn't want to command a star destroyer, but I'm gonna have to go with the Jedi Order just because okay. it very much fits with uh, with who I am personally. Um, plus they have access to that beautiful library.
1: Oh okay so the fan of the the Jedi library um I'm su- I was surprised to hear you say that most people <laughs> would want to be in the empire we haven't gotten a lot of that most people are either you know the rebel alliance I've gotten a, f- a few Jedi order yet too but uh, empire is not a terribly
0: I had job. honestly I would have thought a lot of people would have gone empire yeah. just for the chance to stand on the bridge of an imperial <laughs> class star destroyer
1: that's the yeah, that would be that would be a pretty neat thing to see. But, uh, you know, maybe you can get that chance if you uh, <laughs> in, invade the ship or if you're a bounty hunter getting hired by Darth Vader or something like that, uh, you would have the opportunity to port that kind of a ship. Um, number five, the fifth and final of the five Star Wars questions. It's called impression or possession. You can choose to either do a Star Wars impression or simply tell me about a favorite Star Wars possession you may own.
0: That's a tough one to pick between the two. Okay. I'll go with possession. All right. (laughs) It's definitely going to be, does it have to be a singular or a specific? Whatever you feel is the most appropriate. (sighs) I'm going to have to go with just my Star Wars novel collection, just because that was, it was where I started and it's something that's just expanded more and more over the years.
1: Great. Uh, Yeah. I'm a big Star Wars reader too. I'm currently, I think I can say that I'm currently reading the new, uh, obi-wan slash anakin novel called uh, brotherhood that's coming out in a few weeks and uh, i'll have a review up on that uh, the beginning of may Are you looking forward to that one
0: i am and at this point very much wishing that we had uh, advanced access to these things
1: <laughs> i know yeah it's it's weird who they choose to i, I would think wikipedia would be on that list but i, I guess not <laughs> um but yeah I, I do get to review that stuff for the website but uh uh, love love the Star Wars novels. I've kept up with that, uh, and I grew up on that as well. So you and I are definitely uh, in agreement on that part of the Star Wars fandom. Okay, that's going to bring us to Star Wars headlines for this week. This is where we just talk about some of the news coming out of a galaxy far, far away since the last recording. Uh, just this morning, we got news about this micro series, a series of micro shorts on StarWarsKids.com. It's called Star Wars
0: Galactic Pals. Did you take a look at this? I haven't. No, I saw a headline pop up, pop up about that earlier, but um, I only just got home from work, so I haven't even had a chance to sit down and uh, check everything out yet.
1: Yeah, I actually haven't had a chance to watch. There's two shorts already up on Star Wars dot, StarWarsKids.com. I haven't had a chance to check them out yet, but um, this, these are going to be coming out on that website. Plus, you got uh, a bunch of plush toys you can pick up from that series at Target. There's an Ewok, a Wookiee, a jawa and a rodian they all look adorable so uh you can go and check those out at target and check out the micro shorts on starwarskids.com and then we got some news about star wars celebration now you're anonymous on the website but will you be attending star wars celebration as yourself or do do you go to these kind of events
0: I would personally love to, and I will be in LA at the same time that's taking place, but I will be at a um at a convention that fandom, our host company is uh, is holding for um, their editor and user base. I am oh, hoping wow. to at some point slip in for a little bit, but it's going to be a very hectic week already.
1: Boy, that's so seems...
0: we'll keep fingers crossed.
1: okay. <laughs> it seems uh, <laughs> odd an odd choice to me that fandom would host their event uh, the same weekend as celebration.
0: I haven't heard the specifics of it, but I believe it was uh, just a very unintentional coincidence that it happened, that it just happened to be like that in the same location. Uh, yeah, that that is they very They're Changing their location like the last minute.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, very
0: much in my favor, I might add.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that you do get the chance to hit up Celebration. And we did get some news about some of the panels that we'll be seeing at that event, such as uh, I think Thursday morning, there's going to be a live action uh, Star Wars panel with all the directors from the Disney Plus, Disney Plus series and maybe some other surprises coming to talk about that content. There's going to be a Mandalorian panel on Saturday morning, and that's going to be with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And then the Bad Batch is going to have its own panel on Sunday morning. We don't quite, I don't think we have news yet about what's happening on Friday morning, but a lot of very exciting stuff coming to Star Wars Celebration. And that is the last weekend in May at the Anaheim Convention Center. So very excited about that event. And we're going to have a lot more news coming out of that, I'm sure very soon. Uh, In other Disney Plus news, we actually found out that Uh, One of the directors for the aforementioned Star Wars Ahsoka series is going to be Peter Ramsey, who is the co-director of the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's an an animated film that a lot of people really enjoyed. It won the Academy Award, actually, for Best Animated Feature. Are you excited about this news? I I feel like this guy's probably going to do a pretty good job. I think so, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm pretty far behind when it comes to actual Marvel stuff, but I have heard a lot of good things about it.
1: Yeah, And I'm very
0: excited to see uh, what direction he takes it in.
1: Yeah, me too. I think uh, I'm pretty psyched for that. We don't know how many episodes of this series Peter Ramsey is going to be directing. Could be one. or could be multiple. But uh, hopefully he'll do a a great job and we'll have some great uh, Ahsoka content coming out of that show. Uh, I did write some recent comic book reviews on laughingplace.com. The last two weeks actually saw releases of two issues of Star Wars Bounty Hunters from Marvel Comics. Uh, is this a comic that you
0: keep up with there, Preem? I try to, but same with the comics. I'm, I've, just fallen a little bit behind on that so I'm just relying on others on wikipedia to keep me uh, informed
1: (laughs) okay uh yeah this uh bounty hunters comic I feel like this storyline is finally coming to a head this is actually a, a story that goes all the way back to the first issue of bounty hunters over two years ago uh involving this heir to two different crime syndicates from Corellia one is called the mourners whale and one is called the unbroken clan and they there's like kind of the star-crossed lovers kind of thing between them and these uh parents have a daughter named Catalia and all these bounty hunters are involved with this ongoing mission to, to protect her or track her down. And uh, the I think the um, Crimson, Crimson Dawn crime syndicate has her right now with Kira and everything. So um, that storyline is all coming to a head finally. Uh, and it's been a pretty exciting couple of issues. So you can read those reviews over on laughingplace.com. Uh, in toy news this week, we got some reveals for Hasbro's upcoming Black Series and vintage collection action figures. Uh, the big ones being Saw Guerrera from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. They, a- they had actually announced this figure before, but we hadn't seen what the finished version would look like, so we gotta look at that. There's gonna be a new Lando Calrissian figure, the Donald Glover version of Lando from Battlefront Two. It's actually the same outfit that Lando wears in the final scene of Solo, A Star Wars Story, so that's pretty exciting. And then Shay Vizla, I know everybody's been pretty excited about that one. This is a character from Star Wars, The Old Republic, that's coming to the Black Series line. Are, are you a collector of action
0: figures? I'm not. I would love to, but I just don't have the budget or the space sure. for it. No, I totally understand <laughs> that. Yeah. I did, though, and yes, I absolutely would be. Yeah, uh,
1: space is a big problem for me as well. (laughs) Just like uh, completely run out of places to put things. Uh, But yeah, I totally uh, empathize with that. That's Uh,
0: that's probably one of the biggest (laughs) problems that every user on Wikipedia runs into (laughs) is just trying to find space for everything.
1: Very, very true. Uh, I'm sure (laughs) that's a common theme among Star Wars fans. Uh, Lastly, in Star Wars headlines this week. So I was sent this lighting kit. It's an electrical lighting kit for the Lego. Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Razor Crest ship, which is a set that I already had and already built and reviewed on laughingplace.com. But this company, Bricksmax, B-R-I-K-S-M-A-X, wanted me to uh, assemble and review their lighting kit that makes it look like, you know, there's lights in the cockpit, in the engines, there's com- uh, a couple of running lights in the front of the ship, and then in, inside the hold of the ship, um, and it's a pretty neat set. I did struggle a little bit putting it together. It's not as simple as building a Lego set is. Uh, it's a little more involved in a lot of tiny little components and very small wires you have to connect to things. So uh, I don't have the steadiest hands in the world. This was a little tricky for me. But I did think it looked very cool once I got the whole thing together. So I would recommend it based on the final look of the final product, not necessarily the process that it takes to put that together. And now you mentioned not having the money or
0: the space to get action figures, but are you a fan of Lego uh, Prime? Yes. That is the one thing that I will always make space for <laughs> just because it's, it, there's just something so satisfying and relaxing about putting it together. And it just displays beautifully. Awesome. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, totally, totally agree. I love Lego and star Wars uh, Lego, especially myself. So, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of star Wars headlines for this week and to our main topic. And the reason why I invited you on the show this week, it's to talk about Wikipedia, Wikipedia, obviously a take on a takeoff of the name Wikipedia, which is a popular, you know, user edited encyclopedia on the internet. If you have been living under a rock for the past 20 years, but, um, the first question I had for you, since you are an administrator there, uh, is to the best of your knowledge, how did how did Wikipedia get its start?
0: Well, we actually have an article on this, so okay. I can answer that. I can actually answer that accurately. Um, Great. So, as you mentioned, Sven, for anyone who might not know, Wikipedia is the everything encyclopedia. It's you can go there to search for probably anything your mind can think of. There was a point in I want to say it was 2005. yeah, it was 2005. in early 2005 there was a point where people were trying to determine how deep should the Star Wars lore that's on Wikipedia go? Should it just cover you know the basic movies, the main characters? Should it cover you know the little background character that appeared in a novel? And where do we draw the line? Mm-hmm. That led to a lot of on-site discussion with the general consensus being cover the basics, kill the rest. Right. From that, um, the two founders, which was uh, Chad Barbary and Stephen Stephen Green, I believe it was Stephen Greenwood. Okay. Um, they reached out to what was known at the time as WikiCities, uh, mm. then became Wikia, now Fandom, about setting up a new site, a proper space for Star Wars. Um, a couple of days later, they came back with their decision that they were going to set up a new Star Wars wiki. This was before the uh, there was an actual name, so it was just the Star Wars wiki. Uh-huh. And and how, how did it get its name at that point then? We've traced that back to a talk page on Wikipedia where uh, Chad Barbary, one of the founders, jokingly said, so we'll call it Wikipedia And it yeah. just took off from there. A couple other suggestions at the time was, uh, <laughs> where is it here? I've got the list.
1: I saw someone joking on Twitter about how it should have been Wikipedia.
0: Ah, uh, yes, that was actually one of the other alternate names. <laughs> one of the other potentials was Wikipedia.
1: I think Wikipedia makes more sense to
0: me. <laughs> it than, brings than it a Wikipedia. little, it hits a little better. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, I want so, to say that was 1138 that was saying that on Twitter.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, so one of the big questions that I think a lot of people have when they first uh, log on to Wikipedia to, to look up some Star Wars information. Is whether or not Lucasfilm has had any official involvement with Wikipedia as a website, or is it 100 fan run? Does 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 Wikipedia and Lucasfilm ever cross paths uh, in its
0: existence? So the site itself is we are entirely fan run. Um, everything on site is done by fans for fans. Um, but there is a lot of crossover because a lot of uh, authors, a lot of writers, uh, a lot of illustrators working for Lucasfilm and their affiliates will use our site as a resource to uh, look into some of the background information on characters they're working on, uh, maybe pick up some ideas, look into some lore. Um, so there is a lot of crossover in that regard. But as far as officially goes, other than um, they've linked to us on StarWars.com before, but other right. than that, it's, uh, it's entirely fan run but like I said, a a lot of crossover.
1: Okay, that's, yeah, that's actually pretty interesting because that was going to be my next question was whether, uh, you know, authors or contributors at Lucasfilm were actually using Wikipedia as a resource because I was wondering, you know, if Lucasfilm had its own kind of in-house interior Wikipedia database of information like that or if they are just using, you know, the internet or, you know, reference books, kind of things like that. To your knowledge, they don't have anything like that in-house, right? They're all kind of using what's what we would have access to.
0: They do have their own internal uh, database known okay. as the, the Holocron. That's run by Leland Chi. That's right. Um, that's right. But it doesn't go as in-depth as Wikipedia does. I believe they just hit a couple, I want to say a month or two ago, like 100,000 articles. Um, but they don't go necessarily as in-depth as we do into all the, the minutia, so to speak.
1: Okay, so that's why they call Leland she the Keeper of the Holocron. I never made exactly. that connection. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me then. Uh, okay, so let's get back to you a little bit here. Now, you, you told me earlier that you're an administrator at Wikipedia. Can you tell me how you went from a user to, I'm sure, an editor to uh, an admin over at
0: Wikipedia? So for this, we'll go back to around 2008. So- Set the scene. I'm just getting into Star Wars. I've just started reading all of these you know, incredible uh, expanded universe books, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know a little more, so start digging into Wikipedia. Spent a couple of years reading, and from there, just kind of picked up the general formatting and the layout. And one day decided, you know what, this Sun Crusher article is missing a little bit of detail, so I figured I'm going to try my hand at this. So I made an account, added a couple little sentences with some. Uh, things that were lacking a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of once you make that first edit, you don't really, you don't really go back from that. You just kind of, you just keep going. You just think, Oh, well, I'll just do one more thing. I'll just do one more thing. I'll just write one more thing. And before you know it, like 11 years has passed, (laughs) (laughs) but from there, um, over the first couple of years um, I started to become involved in our, at the time it was the IRC, our internet relay chat, um, I got to know kind of the regulars. Right. Um, from there I got involved into our reviewing panels. Um, we have status art, what's called status articles on Wikipedia, which are articles that have been deemed as complete as they can possibly be. They are very well written, follow all policies and site procedures and whatnot. Um, so I started getting involved with those and, from there, it was in 2015 that I was uh, asked if I would be interested in uh, being nominated for an administrator position. And, of course, I said yes. That's awesome. Um, so I, I feel like I'm afraid to edit
1: Wikipedia because I don't want to get anything wrong. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be the person responsible if anybody finds out any incorrect information or whatever. But I feel like the one time I ever noticed a, an error, it was a typo. And I think I messaged you on, on Twitter because you follow me on, <laughs> on my on my podcast Twitter account. And I just said, oh, hey, I noticed this typo. And I believe you were the one that probably got that message and went
0: and corrected it. Uh, but, yep, I believe uh, I got your actual message here. Yep, there was in the trash <laughs> article. It was a typo <laughs> for unidentified. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> let's say I
1: did want to dive into something like that where I thought, okay, maybe I want to start editing Wikipedia." What advice would you have? To somebody who has never done it before who wants to go in and start being an editor on on wikipedia
0: well first thing i would say you mentioned that uh you've always felt you know a little afraid that you're going to break something you're going to mess something up yes that is every time i do anything uh, on our social media asking people if they'd be interested in learning how to contribute that i think is the number one piece of feedback is they're scared they're going to break something or they're not sure where to start or they don't know if they are capable of doing it well The best way to look at it, even if you make a mistake, that's okay. There is a massive community of several hundred editors, many of them uh, patrolling our recent changes. So if you make a mistake, that's completely fine. It will be caught. We'll help you learn uh, from that mistake. We'll help you uh, continue to move forward and grow. It's only a mistake if you don't learn from it.
1: Right. Oh, that's a very... A very positive, uh, healthy outlook on that, um, and it definitely is encouraging to anybody out there who might want to go and uh, try to contribute to the site. And it's good to know that there's that amount of oversight. Like you said, people kind of double checking each other's work. I'm sure that's how Wikipedia uh, operates as well. So yeah,
0: they follow that same format, and we also have our Discord channel as well, where you can uh, you can talk with other editors and users one on one or in a group setting. So if you have a question you're not sure about, just pop in there, pop into the main channel. Hey, guys, what do you think?
1: Fantastic. Sounds like a very uh, supportive community over there. And um, basically, I, I wanted to start getting into kind of the nitty gritty of how the organization of the website works. So probably my favorite aspect of each article is when I like when I look up a character on Wikipedia and I love scrolling down and getting all their appearances, every time that character has appeared, e- either in the Legends timeline or in the canon timeline, right? And you have every book or comic book or TV episode or movie that that character has appeared in. And it goes in chronological order by story. But my question is, uh, how? uh, who decides that chronological order? Who decides which story actually took place before another? Because sometimes it's not 100% clear i would argue like you maybe maybe these two things don't overlap or maybe these two things don't reference each other who's the person keeping uh track of uh the grand master list of chronology over there at wikipedia
0: well the way we do it and thankfully many star wars novels include that helpful little guide at the beginning that places exactly what year this novel takes place in right but as you said they don't all fall into that nice kind of neat little tidy gift wrap package in the case where they don't or let's say if there was something that overlaps uh, we would list it by first chronological appearance so if uh, let's say the first chapter of one novel took Mm -hmm. place just before the first chapter of another novel that one would go first in the event where there is no detail on when this takes place we would uh, look at the events that take place during it and from there determine can we take one of these events to give us a general time frame of when this may be. Can we use this mention of this event that took place at this time to note that, okay, so this novel takes place just after this event occurred? That's where things get, do tend to get a little confusing. But as I said, we've got a full Discord server full of people. So it's <laughs> far easier to hash things out when you can just kind of talk one-on-one and just shoot out ideas.
1: Okay, that makes sense to me. And so what you're saying is there's no one person kind of deciding this. It's kind of done as a team effort, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. Uh, The next question I had is obviously I've noticed uh, now you guys have a list uh, of the most popular articles at that time, right? Is that still up there on
0: the site? Yeah. So that's something I can view from our administrator's dashboard. Um, I can see the top viewed pages for the past 30-day period. Right.
1: Right. Um, And I think when I've when I've looked at that on the site, I've noticed, obviously, there's a correlation between like, let's say the latest episode of the Book of Boba Fett has Black Chrysanthemum, the Wookiee bounty hunter show up and that entry on Wikipedia suddenly becomes the most popular entry. So that makes sense to me. Um, But what my question for you is, what's been the most surprising article in recent history that has become very popular that doesn't necessarily Correlate with anything that's come up in recent Star Wars content?
0: Well, I'll go with one that I noticed right after the uh, Obi Wan trailer launched. Okay. Um, and it's not what was there, it's what wasn't there. Okay. Obi Wan Kenobi is not in our top viewed pages for the past 30 days, <laughs> nor so is his yeah. Legends page. Okay. The top 10 presently, and this is obviously just changed in the last day or is. There's been a slight change in the last couple of days, but sure. top viewed pages for the past 30 days is the main page, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Sidious, the Inquisitorious, which up until, uh, I guess, a couple of days ago, that was the number two one. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano, Maul, Grand Inquisitor, The Grand Inquisitor, and Darth Plagueis.
1: So m- most of those, I would say, are directly related to the Obi-Wan trailer yeah. or series and yet you don't
0: have Obi-Wan Kenobi on there that, yeah. that is that's very odd that surprised me that when people saw that trailer the first thing they went to wasn't <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi it was hey that's the inquisitor
1: right my guess would be that people feel like they already know Obi-Wan you know they know who <laughs> Obi-Wan is they've lived with that character for 45 years almost and <laughs> when the grand inquisitor shows up they're like okay I've maybe heard of this character. I know he's on Rebels or whatever, so they can go to go to Wikipedia and learn more about that, where they feel like maybe the the gaps in Obi-Wan's history that they have, they don't necessarily need that information to process what's going to happen in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That would just be my guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And that would make sense. Um, Yeah. And that's for the past 30 days only. Obviously, I can't see like a day by day breakdown. Right. It's on my wish list with fandom, but I know they're working on a number of other sites, another of a lot of other platform upgrades, but it's it's on the wish list.
1: Okay, Uh, going back a little bit to 2012. Now, this is a big shift in the history of Star Wars, a big um, kind of a tectonic shift as far as the ownership of the franchise went, because obviously George Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney in October of 2012. And I think pretty soon after that, there was this big meeting where I think the story group and everybody got together and decided what would and wouldn't be canon anymore, kind of leaving all the George Lucas created stuff in place and a few select other things. Uh, And I'm pretty sure at that point, Wikipedia must have had a meeting as well and decided how do we handle this? So can you tell me a little bit about whether you were around at that time and if so, what that process was like adjusting to the new Canon under Disney.
0: I was around at that time. And it was a little bit of a hectic time, obviously, as you said, everyone's trying to figure out what do we do? I wouldn't say there was any initial, um, there wasn't any like initial uh, attempts to figure it out right off the bat when they first Mm -hmm. bought it, because at the time there's no detail available. Nobody knows what direction this is going to take. Are they going to reboot it are they going to continue it it was only after they announced uh, that they were going to reboot it and that um the force awakens was going to be part of a new continuity that was when things kind of really started to get hectic when you have to figure out okay so how are we going to document this do we put everything just all on one page do we have a section of it that's all obi-wan legends do we and then a section that's all canon do we split them do we do a separate wiki for them Mm -hmm. It took a lot of discussion to figure it out. Then we ended up going with the tab system where you have the Legends tab and you have the Canon tab. Right. But that initial uh, period was very hectic. Um, It was around that time that a lot of our long-term, a lot of our long-time users um, started to kind of be less active. Some of them just kind of lost interest in the franchise. Some just kind of needed a little bit of time just to kind of figure out how much they wanted to get invested in this new continuity, or if they wanted to stick with the old. Mm-hmm. But after that initial, um, after that initial decision, then things just picked right back up again.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. And that's interesting to hear you say that uh, a lot of people lost interest around that point. Cause I, I can imagine, you know, if you've spent so much time consuming and processing all those books in the, what, what then was called the expanded universe. And now we call legends and then you find out, okay, all of that doesn't really count as canon anymore. But at the same time, I feel like every once in a while we do get a little bit added to, to the legends timeline like they did a 108th issue of the marvel comic <laughs> series or whatever so it's like this little taste of well you know maybe that timeline isn't 100 percent dead um, yeah uh, we
0: still have the old republic ongoing as well
1: <laughs> that's right yes the old republic uh video games and and mmo and everything um so i guess my question about that for you is how often does something like that happen how, how often do we get either legends uh material coming through or how often do something from legends like say grand admiral thrawn get pulled over into the current canon because that that happens a lot too
0: yeah i've seen a lot a lot does get pulled from legends into canon um and it seems to just kind of happen more and more frequently um but as far as like new legend material, it's very rare. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Would you? Lo- I, I would yeah. love to. I would love to get some uh, some closure. Right. Following the uh, fate of the Jedi. Series. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people feel that way for sure, and I, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if that eventually happened. I just think like the right person needs to want that to happen. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably Michael Saglain over at Lucasfilm <laughs> Publishing <laughs> would be the one who would want they have to make that happen. Um, a- a- anything else debate wise uh, among the Wikipedia community, like debates that you guys have had either among among the administrators or the users about canon versus legends and how that all gets organized and, and sifted through?
0: To be honest not so much generally speaking um all interactions on site are they're very positive they're very well intentioned um okay. one thing that really helps is the fact that as an encyclopedia we're looking at things just from the documenting standpoint we're looking at the facts right. not the emotion so when we're trying to make a decision about how to say how to uh, how to word something or how to uh, proceed with something that same mentality uh, bleeds over into that and that it's okay, well, here's the facts. Here's the benefits. Here's the cons. Okay. We'll vote on it. Okay.
1: Oh, great. I mean, it all seems very uh, diplomatic. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good to know that that website is working so smoothly because like I said, I, I use it very, very frequently.
0: Um, yeah. And the thing so- is because you have so many users who have been there for so long um, it becomes one big family uh, of a sort Like if I hop, if I hop onto our discord uh, after work, it's, Hey, here's all these same people I've been talking to some new, some old, but we're all here for the common, for a common goal. That's awesome.
1: So getting back to you again, and I wanted to uh, kind of get this bit of your personal experience from being at Wikipedia before we wrap up here. And I asked you to pick three, favorite three personal favorite entries from wikipedia that people can go and check out and maybe learn something new about star wars so uh, in your experience what, what have been your three personal favorite entries
0: Uh it's hard to pick three so i'm gonna pick three that i've seen uh, a lot of work going into lately okay um i'm gonna go our canon version of Aralani from the uh, new Thrawn novels. Oh, great. Yeah. This is one of our newer edit- editors. Skywalker Zira has been doing an absolutely amazing job on that article. Great. Obi- our canon Obi-Wan Kenobi article. We've been doing a number of group editing sessions, just trying to get it up to snuff before the show launches. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. We got to get that in the top 10. So visit, <laughs> visit the Obi-Wan Everyone entry. start
0: going to visit Obi-Wan. I want to yeah. see him in the top 10. Just... <laughs> Because it's kind of bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> and third one, we're gonna go back to uh, the book of Boba Fett, and that's gonna be the unidentified Twi'lek like Major Domo. Oh, not necessarily just because the character was fantastic, but because <laughs> that was around when we were experimenting with a lot of kind of group editing sessions as a way to rapidly update something uh, when new media came out. So every week when a new episode launched, a few of us would hop into a Discord call together, pop open a Google Doc, and we would just collectively update it from uh, whatever he appeared in in that episode.
1: That's great. Yeah, and I also love
0: done. You would have that art, you would have that character fully updated within like 24 to 48 hours of the episode launch.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And yeah, I love that character. David Pesquez is such a funny performance, the way he used his yeah. hands in that performance. And oh, he nailed it. I would <laughs> love to see him pop up again. So I hope that uh, Wikipedia article gets uh, some more entries in the future. Oh, that would uh, be fantastic. Yes, uh, totally agreed. So last question about Wikipedia then. Uh, how do you feel the site is running these days? So, uh, I know there have been some changes over the years, obviously, but, uh, are you guys in general, pretty happy with the way Wikipedia runs, uh, right now? Do you, do you foresee any big changes coming up in the future or has the site settled
0: into a pretty happy routine? Uh, personally speaking, I think things are going quite well over the last year. Um, things have really picked up. Um, obviously everyone knows there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of issues at the beginning of last year, which led to two long-term bureaucrats being removed, mm-hmm. and us kind of moving into a new age of uh, of openness. Great, I think over the over the last year, everything everyone's really come together to uh, make the site a very welcoming place, a very welcome and open place where everyone can uh, where everyone can belong.
1: That's really awesome. That's really great to hear, and it seems like that's been true across the broader. Star Wars fan community as well. And I really hope that trend continues. So uh, is there anything else, any other information you think people should have about Wikipedia
0: before we move on? I think a good point to leave that on is that, um, as I said earlier, anyone can edit. If you want to contribute to Wikipedia, you can. (laughs) We have tutorial guides available. We're all more than happy to help you. If you have any questions, please shoot us a DM on Twitter um, or find us on our Discord. And you can find the link to that on site. Or as I said, shoot us a DM on Twitter or Instagram. We'll be happy to get you started.
1: And definitely, I recommend following Wikipedia on Twitter. And I I think you're a big part of that social media presence. But I, I get a lot of useful information out of that. And you guys have been tweeting a lot of just like little factoids that I've really gotten a kick out of lately. So you're doing a great job. With that as well
0: oh, thank you i've been having uh, i've been having so much fun in our twitter account i took that over um june of last year and i've i've had such a blast just getting to know the uh, the larger extended star wars fan community that's great
1: okay uh, that's going to wrap up our discussion of Wikipedia and bring us to our final segment here on who's the boss it's called first steps into a larger world where we talk about the media that we've been consuming and or enjoying outside of star wars Uh, I actually didn't have time to watch the example that I had ready to go for this week. (laughs) So I'm going to revert back to the thing I was watching before that, which is Moon Knight on uh, Disney Plus. This new Marvel Studios series starring Oscar Isaac. And I've been enjoying that quite a bit. I've actually seen the first four episodes, thanks to, again, some advanced uh, media media screenings (laughs) that that got sent out. Um, But yeah, I recommend Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac's just so entertaining to watch, and he's doing a great job on that show. What about you, Prem? Have you been watching, reading,
0: uh, playing any video games or listening to music, anything like that lately? Uh, lately. And I'm a little bit behind. I'm a few episodes behind on this, but I was uh, binging Star Trek discovery just because okay. it's just so fantastically well done. But I've also recently been meaning to revisit an old show from uh, 2008. I believe it was called Jericho. Okay. That's a show by, uh, I want to say it was the CBC. Um, and it's a small town in Kansas is literally left in the dark after seeing a mushroom cloud uh, over nearby Denver, Colorado. The townspeople struggle to find answers about the blast and solutions on how to survive. Yeah, I it's really remember a well done show. Yeah. I highly recommend it.
1: I do remember that show being promoted at Comic-Con back then. I, I never got around to watching it, but I'll, I may have to check that. Uh, it kind of sounds like a little bit in the family of like a lost
0: type thing it was it was premiering around the exact same time i believe lost was in like its third or third season maybe at the time okay but it was yeah it was just this little show that unfortunately only made it two seasons on cbs but it was just such a well done show great
1: um and going back to star trek i gotta ask uh if you're generally happy with the state of that franchise over there on uh, paramount plus
0: i am um Obviously, I don't have time to actually you know, delve really deep into that uh universe as much as I would love to. Yeah. Um, but from what I've seen, yeah, I think it's going generally pretty well.
1: Cool. Yeah. So you've got uh, Discovery, you got Picard. There's uh two animated series, right? The uh lower decks and yep. what's the one with Jane Way?
0: Um I know the one you're talking about, and yeah. I'm drawing a blank. It's It's more targeted
1: toward <laughs> toward kids, I think. Um, but then there's the new one coming up called. Strange New Worlds. Is that right?
0: I want to say it is, yes. I'm absolutely drawing a blank on names now.
1: (laughs) I haven't had time to check out any of this, uh, but next time I have access to Paramount Plus, I definitely want to check out all the new (laughs) Star Trek stuff as well. Okay, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Who's the Boss? I want to thank everybody out there for listening. I want to thank my guest this week. It's Prem, a.k.a. Supreme Emperor, a.k.a. S.E., from Wikipedia, And you can find everything over at wikipedia at starwars.fandom.com anything you ever want to know about the star wars canon characters locations ships the timeline everything so think uh to Prem, thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy week to come chat about star wars and wikipedia with me
0: well thanks for having me i always have a blast uh talking about our site on podcasts it's uh it's a great way to get out and uh meet the extended community For sure. And uh, I really
1: appreciate uh, your time. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Who's the Boss? As always, please visit LaughingPlace.com for all your Disney news and opinions. Next week on the show, actually not next week. The next episode is going to be number 100 of Who's the Boss? And that's going to be a special episode coming out on May the 4th in celebration of Star Wars Day. So I'm going to be taking a few weeks off before that but we'll look forward to that commemorative edition of Who's the Boss? Until then, thanks again for listening. See you real soon. Bye. Boring conversation anyway.